for the late start. I'm going to chalk it up to tomorrow's my birthday, April. I can do what I want today yeah. <laughs> uh, and be, you know, immature before I'm a year older and wiser. Uh, so, you guys, thank you so much for bearing with us with the late start. The day just really did get away from me. Uh, welcome back. It's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. We're doing all things Mask Me Abroad, season one, episode three, with myself, Linda, and my gracious and lovely co-host, April Holloway. And it looks like you have some type of fancy, beautiful African print shirt on that I'm, like, loving uh, over here. Grass fields before the weird buyout thing that happened with them. But it's I know so grass fields. Yes. And of course it has pockets. Pockets. Oh my god, totally cute. Totally it's, African, it's totally Indian. I love it. It's all the things. <laughs> Guys, uh while you're here, don't forget to like and subscribe. Did you Oh. That message is um Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh don't forget to like and subscribe. April's also streaming at the same time on her page. So go ahead, Holloway Legal L Holloway Legal PLLC. <laughs> go ahead and, and head over there. Like and subscribe Thank over you. there. Thank you. Um, guys, bottom of your screen, you can see where you can support the show. All things Linda is so girly. Cash up Venmo PayPal. Um, if you're feeling led to, and you know, it is my birthday tomorrow, so go ahead and, and <laughs> uh, as well as super chats and super stickers are available. I'll leave that on for a little bit. Uh, overall, match me abroad. Find I me a find. Just still love this show so much, and I'm so excited for Stanika. Same, 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 same. <laughs> uh, overall, I'm loving this new series i'm surprised that it's not getting as much attention as i think it should i think it will i think it'll pick up especially yeah, now that 90 day other way is done yeah but we only have a week right because before the 90 days uh it's coming back you guys uh june 4th so this sunday coming up we're right back into 90 day fiance before the 90 days with a lot of couples that are brand new and some couples that we know um, so, you know, TLC, they never give us a break whatsoever. <laughs> they're just like, let's pump it out. I find it interesting though, April, that they're so heavy on the shows in the beginning of the week, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, bam, like there's so many shows back to back. They have so many shows that they can like spread it out throughout the week so that we have some time to like do some things. I thought there was some network science behind that, that I just don't know. No, must be, must be must be all right so let's get started shout out to the live chat hey hey everyone hey hey carol and blue panda and radella hey girl hey radella sent me a really sweet birthday message the other day oh and i said i am taking early birthday messages for sure it's <laughs> like damn i'm not with my schedule i've had a lot of that because a lot of people, like, they kind of kind of roughly know when it is, but they don't know, like, the actual date, April. And it's really <laughs> but I accept all birthday wishes all month long. <laughs> it's your it's your time. You can do whatever you want. It's a club song, actually. Baltimore club song. It's my party. I can do what I want. Hey, because I'm a big girl. Big girl. Big, big girl. I don't know. Is any Baltimore club people in the audience? Uh, I don't know it, but I don't know it. 
Uh, yeah, I love that club song. Oh, mm -hmm. hi, Wonderless. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so let's get into it. Harold. And what I'll do, you guys, is uh, I will bring, because, you know, we're still learning all the cast of characters. Uh, so I'll bring up Harold. Oh, hi. Tiesway says she's just stopping to say hi, April. She hasn't watched yet, so she'll be replay. Replay, gang. We'll be. I'll be looking for your comments and the replay. That part. Okay, so Harold, what did you think of his first everything? What did you think of his segment? Okay, his segment was a bit cringe, but I think that him and his matchmaker are going to make some tweaks and things will get better for him. I hope. I'm going to agree with that. Um, I think that Harold is set in his ways and he doesn't realize that he's set in his ways. And, um, oh, thank you, Raydella. Thank you for the super chat. She's on a plane, but happy birthday again. Thank you, girl. Aww. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, I think that Harold. Harold is, you know, because I told you guys at the very beginning that I really want to be kind to Harold. And so I'm going to try to be kind, but I do think that Harold needs to come to a realization about what exactly it is that he is bringing to the table and what he's looking for and how he communicates. And I think that um, his matchmaker is going to be able to get there. I wasn't really on board with her at first because I was like, I don't really think that she has actually worked with autistic people before, but she showed me this episode that, okay, maybe she has. So here we are. Uh, Harold, he's excited to be in Prague. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, he's walking around. He sees couples everywhere. So he feels like his future is bright. Um, he meets with his matchmaker, Katerina. Um, and she's like, right into it oh carol thank you so very much you guys thank you for the support i really appreciate the super chat um katarina wants to focus on where they are right now um again she talks about her wide experience with autistic clients and says that you know what she likes to do is let them learn on the first go around so she gives them what they say that they want so we know already that uh, Harold wants tall, blonde, beautiful, Barbie, all of that stuff. And so if she can find tall, athletic, blonde, all the things, she's going to give it to him, which she did in his first date. Oh, thank you guys so much. Oh, my God. You guys are going to make me cry. This is the most supportive. She deserves, guys. She deserves. Thank to you. Them. Oh, thank you, April. Um, so... Oh my god, that is so sweet, you guys. 
<laughs> okay, so she's giving him what he says he wants, right? And we see this a lot, April. We see this a lot with men in general. It's very surface. I want Barbie, blonde hair, blue eyes, um, big booty, small ways, big katas, all the things, right? Everything's superficial. And we're seeing that a lot with what Harold is saying. And so she gives it what gives him what he thinks he wants. But she also says after she gives them what they think they want, she's going to work with him to give him what he actually really needs. What did right. you think about what she, when she said that? I think that makes sense. Show people that you understood what they said that they want. And then start saying, okay, now here, now that I've got to, a chance to meet you, I'm going to set you up with someone who, in my judgment, would be a good partner for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Harold dives into a little bit about how it was hard growing up autistic because he didn't think that there was anything to talk about. So he couldn't relate with other people, right? And as he got older and got his autism, I don't even know if this is the right way to say it, but like under control, he feels like he controls it better. Um, he feels better about himself and better about, oh my God, you know what? I just want to take a moment and say this too. I love you guys. I love this community. I might not be the biggest YouTuber or biggest uh, journalist or entertainment reporter or all the things. Um, but I do appreciate our community. I do appreciate how supportive we are and loving and open and accepting we are. I love that we learn together and, you know, y'all feel comfortable correcting me and I feel comfortable with the correction and the direction because, you know, April and I talked off air yesterday and, you know, there are tons of YouTubers out there and people that have like millions and hundreds of thousands of subscribers. And what I love about our community, small, big, whatever, is that we all support each other and we're all open-minded and we're all wanting to learn. And one of the things that we shared in April, I am hopefully that you're okay with me sharing our private conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, talking about how, what makes this different in our community different is the fact that we meet everyone where they are. And we're what, yes, we're watching a reality show, but we're also thinking about what we can learn from it and how we can grow as individuals. And the example being right now here, I, I can't say that I've been around many autistic people, but I'm learning as I go. I'm learning through um, his matchmaker. I'm learning through April. I'm learning through my own research. And April is doing the same. And I just think that that is a beautiful thing because when we can bring you our knowledge and then you guys share your knowledge with us, that's how we grow as individuals. And like, without being super sappy, cause you know, I am gonna be a year older tomorrow and older means wiser. <laughs> but I, I do feel like as we close the differences amongst us, uh, as we learn to appreciate our differences and live in our differences, that's how we're gonna end like, the racism and and the constant violence throughout the world and and realize that we're not that different after all. Okay, I'm off my high horse. <laughs> um, can I just 
step on the soapbox for a second. Absolutely. You're grateful for this community, but the community is created from the top down. So if you weren't that way, then your your followers would not be that way. Oh, thank you, April. I appreciate that. What up, Stevie? Stevie says, hey, Lyndon. Hey, April. Wonderlust is super excited that she caught a live. Yes, girl. <laughs> we're trying to like do a little something different, different. Like where we're like early one day, we're late one day. And, you know, we are always appreciative to have April in the house. Don't forget to like and subscribe to her page. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So back to Harold. Um, the advice that Katarina gives him is one, be yourself, which I'm all about, right? To be an active listener and just don't focus on yourself, which we know that he struggles with as an autistic person. Um, and then three, give them the attention that they deserve is her advice. What did you think of the advice that she gave? I think it's good advice. It would be helpful if she practiced with him a little bit. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's not a part of her services. I, I agree with you. I think she should have practiced with him because we see how it went all wrong, right? Because I think that in his mind on this date that he went on, um, he felt he was actively listening, but he was not. And she was not feeling him, but we'll get into that. So his first date, uh, I thought was great. They were paddle boarding. I would have loved to see more of Prague. Like, how did you get to the paddle boarding area? Like, go ahead. You know, you have the drone technology now. Like, go ahead and just show parts of Prague. Because if you haven't been to Prague before, you guys, it's a beautiful. Um, there's so much culture and history in the buildings itself. Like, you're literally walking on cobblestone everywhere. And those buildings are hundreds and thousands of years old. Um, just a, such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful city. So I wish that they would have, like, set that up. But again... That's just me. I, I'm always hoping for the best where if we're going to be abroad, show us abroad. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So they go paddle boarding and uh, his first date is with Teresa. And let's not forget that uh, Harold's 41 and Teresa's 26. She's described as sexy. Um great at bonding, great personality, peaceful. She would love to match with somebody, but she is used to dating players and cheaters, but she's so sick of it that now she wants a quote, different type of guy. Oh, thank you so much, Shayna. I think it's you that we love. Love you since Buzzfeed days. Keep up the great work. Oh my God, Shayna. You're like a day oneer. Thank you for remembering <laughs> um, my long history <laughs> of reporting. I appreciate that. As I get a year older and wiser. <laughs> oh my god. Um, what did you think of that? What did you think of a the age difference? B the fact that Katarina thought that because this woman is a reformed cheater player because you know what i got from that i got like she would date like ball players or international stars that came into to prague which happens a lot 
um, because, you know, she is tall, blonde, beautiful, all the things, checks all the boxes. And, you know, she's been played. So she's sick of it. And now she wants like just like, quote, unquote, a regular dude. What did you think of of that being Katarina's match? For I wasn't thinking much of her age. But I was hoping that Katarina gave her a truthful description of Harold. Do you think that that's what happened? I don't think she got it. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. Because I'm going to tell you, here's what happened, y'all. Okay. Here is what happened. She sees Mark for the very first time as he shows up for the paddleboarding in his Hawaiian shirt and his suspenders. And immediately I could tell that she was not interested in him. She was like, this is not my type. I'm going to be polite as per I have to. But the date was done as soon as he arrived. The moment. Done. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, and, and it's unfortunate. And we're going to talk about it as we move on in the show. But there has to be an initial... Je ne sais quoi. It has to be something, right? April's like the something, whether it's like a physical spark or you sparked in your conversation ahead of time. But with matchmaking, I don't know a lot about matchmaking, but it seems a little bit like um, blind dates. You don't know the person, you don't see them, you just hear about them. But there's got to be a little something that like allows you to be like, that's the first attraction. And that's not what was happening here at all. It didn't. Um, If Katerina indeed works with uh, the autistic community um, in a dating environment, then I would think that she would set both sides up for success. Hey, what's this girl's name again? Teresa. Hey, Teresa. Okay, so here's Harold. He's an American. He's 41. He's autistic. Here's what that means. And give her a list of things. Because I don't think that that was done because you guys literally she was checked out in the first 30 seconds so yes he shows up in his suspenders hawaiian shirt chest tears out and he was all he was even talking about his chest tears which i was like oh harold you know what i mean like i just felt for him uh his first date in six years right and let's not forget that he's abroad for the first time he is these are a lot of firsts. He's never been abroad. He's never traveled by himself. He's never been out of America. He's barely out of his childhood home for, what, five months. Um, but he's going to go on this paddle board ride with this blonde Barbie-type lady who, quote-unquote, is ready for a family. Um, she's willing to relocate to the U.S., and she's looking for someone who's solid and soft-hearted. And her first impression, she is not down. That's what I wrote. She's not down. Mm-mm. There's like this weird, awkward silence between of them. Uh, she finally says, how are you? He says, um, good. And then she says, nice. That was the That was the longest part of their conversation, April. Yeah, it was the only back and well, and that and him talking about his dead bird. Right, that too. That too. <laughs> so he goes on to say, this is uh, Harold and his date, Teresa. He goes on to say, I'm 41. I'm young at heart. I exercise. I swim. I'm an artist and I have a gift for you. And I was like, this is where you're going wrong. 
Okay, because this gift, she's not going to understand it. She's not going to understand your whole artistic thing and you bringing a book. And the book is like wrapped in plastic. It was like all very like. Just holding it awkward. Holding it awkward. It was all very weird. You're on the paddle boat, but you have this red plastic bag that God knows what's in it. And then it's a book. And then you have this rose that you drew for her. And then you not only give her the rose, but you say it's a piece of yourself. Okay, right there, you're already doing too much. You're doing too much for someone that you just met. You've been together for 10 minutes maximum. She's already going to check out. So she, if she already had doubts in the beginning, which she did in the first 30 seconds, she's about not to be for you. I'm going to tell you that from experience. If someone has to be like, mm, I don't know, let's see how it goes. And then you come guns a blazing this is a piece of me april i made it specifically for you it's a part of my heart and i love you like okay we're done do you agree yeah. or disagree i agree i think that maybe personality could have won her over after she wasn't happy with appearance but it did not happen and so at this point, she's completely gone and is just like, okay, I got to finish this paddle ride. That part. So her first impression, she said she's not attracted to him. He's not tall, which we heard about in episode two, right? Where Katarina's like, you said you're 5'8". Like, how tall are you? And he's really like 5'6". And we could tell by the date that his date was tall she was like tall and lanky and thin so so she was already like oh he's too short and right. the other thing that i wanted to briefly discuss with you april and maybe not so much with just harold specifically but in general what do you think harold thought he was bringing to the table because harold is and you guys i'm trying to be like the super nicest because i really do want to be encouraging and not like a Debbie Downer. But I think that we have to also think about what we all bring to the table, right? And so Harold has these high expectations. Like he wants the Barbie, the blonde, the, the blue-eyed, the thin, the tall, the body, the he even talked about something sexual that I was like, how are we been getting from A to Z already? You want to like quote unquote pl have give pleasure to your date and you're saying all this on the first date Harold like you're just coming across wrong and oh, so my question really was like what does he think he's bringing to the table in his suspenders you know short a little pudgy and with a Hawaiian shirt so we'll see as time goes on but I wonder if uh, Harold has fallen into a little bit of the red pill What's that? Uh, conversations, the manosphere, the Andrew Tate. Um, because remember when he first told us in episode one that he wanted to have a relationship, he said, I was living at home. I didn't have very much money. So I went to school. I got a better job. And now I have my own place. And so I wonder if he has inadvertently taken some of the dating advice from these horrible dating gurus um, and thinks because I have a place to live and because uh, I have a better job now, then I can go get a foreign woman who yeah. will appreciate me for being able to offer residency and 
financial things. And in return, I will get arm candy and sexual pleasure. That part. I agree with you. I think that's exactly what he's bought into. And I think that's exactly what he thinks he's going to get. Stevie says, poor Harold cannot read the room. Then assumes there's going to be another date. SMH. Holla. Crystal from across the pond. Hello, darling. Hello, dear. We have a a spot of tea. (laughs) Uh, We'll see you on the replay. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, I agree with you. I think that that's exactly what he's bought into, and I think it's unfortunate. So she's not attracted to him. She she feels like he's not tall. He has no style, um, and he's missing a bunch of things that she requires in her list. But she's trying to still be open, right? Because she does want to settle down and have a family and all that stuff. So she asked him, you know, do you have any pets? And this is where he gets into this weird convoluted thing about birds. His <laughs> bird died of a peanut allergy. And I was like, A, that's oddly specific. And B, like, what? And then... In that same breath, April, he talks about how he wants to be sexual and provide her pleasure. And that's where I was like, this date is over. Like, if it wasn't over when he first arrived, it's over now. Because how are you going from, and again, you guys, that might just be my true crime in me, right? But how are you going from dead bird? Because as you know, serial killers start with killing animals. So how do you go from dead bird to something sexual to I want to provide you pleasure and it's all in one breath? April, how? You shouldn't. First of all, there was no reason for him to tell us the bird was dead. I had a bird growing up. Would have sufficed. Um, If somebody tells me on a first date that their bird is dead, I seriously am wondering if they killed it. That part. And now we're just revisiting the crime scene. Like that what part. are you talking about? That part. And then you want and then you want to pleasure me? What? What? You what? No. That was you. really weird. That was really, really weird. And I was like, Am I taking this the wrong way? Has like the most important thing is your I'm like, what is happening? That part. So he does pick up on the fact that the date is over at this point, right? Because she's just looking at him. And then he's like, should I, you know, take you back to shore? And she's like, yes. (laughs) They get back to shore, you guys. And then the first thing, not, hey, I had a great time. Thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure meeting you. Right? The basics. Right? Katerina, the basics. Where were the basics? He should have had it written on his hand. Because what's the first thing that comes out of his mouth, April? First thing that comes out of his mouth. Do you find me attractive? Oh, oh, Harold. What? Wait, what? It's such a horrible question. Teresa's like, 
she's already said to camera that she doesn't find him attractive, but she has her diplomatic voice on. She's like, you know, I don't know you so much. Um, but to be honest, I don't like flowers on my men, for example. So basically she's saying, no, I don't find you attractive. I think you dress like really shitty and I'm just not attracted to you. But she mm-hmm. didn't say it. She was just like, you know, I don't know you very well to tell you if I'm attracted to you or not. And I don't like flowers on men. She was trying to be nice. Kudos to her. Kudos to her. So then um, he goes on to say that he's socially awkward, which we already know. But just like the date we saw last week with Susan and her date completely misread the date. Here we are with Harold who completely misread the date and thinks that they had a, a good time B that they were a good match. And so he asks her, you guys think about this. Just think about this. Okay. Think about your own dating experience. If you're on a good date, the date is just going to go on and on and the time is going to fly by. And if you're open, you're just going to flow with it. And so your day date may become an afternoon date, may become an evening date. It just goes, right? But if your date ends and <laughs> and your date is like, okay, peace out. I'll see you when I see you. That's something that you are going to pick up on, right? If, that, if your date is like already walking to his or her car or whatever saying goodbye to you. You know that it's a wrap. And she walked away from him. Did you see that? I she sure was standing. Did. He walked up and she walks away. Like she moved out of the way. That's a, that's a sign, Harold. Right. But what does he do instead? Not only does he say would you like it to go out again? So he's asking her on a second date. Would you like to go out again this evening? Oh, I haven't even left you. I'm trying to get out of here. And you're trying to tell me that you want to see me again this evening? No. Also, at this point, I was wondering, what is the weather? Because she has on like a leather jacket and he has on short sleeve Hawaiian shirt. What is the weather? Girl, you know, it was not. It's Prague. It was not hot and sunny. He's just being 100% typical American. So she just looks at him and he see he does pick up on her cue like her face was not proper. Her face was like, hell no, I'm not going anywhere with you tonight. So then he says, you know, can I get your number? And she again doesn't respond. And then he's like for so he's not picking up on anything that she's putting down. He's like, well, can I give you my number? And then you can like call me whenever um, and she was like, you know what? How about that? If I if I see you somewhere out in the street in big old Prague, not not even April, not even I'll come up to you. She says, I'll know. <laughs> this is so funny to me. I unintentionally did this to somebody oh, when no. I was in San Francisco. I was hanging out with this guy on the wine tour, but I decided halfway through the wine tour, I did not like him. So when it was done, he says, uh, don't be a stranger. And I said, okay. And just walked away. Listen. Oh my goodness, don't be a stranger. Okay. Hilarious. Walked off into San Francisco. That part, like, When she said, 
if I see you somewhere, I'll know. I was oh. like, oh lord. Yeah. So. But he didn't even he didn't even pick up on that. He was like, he you know what? I had a great time. You know, I'm a little bit frustrated that I didn't get her number right away, but I have faith. He just literally thought it was a great date. I was shocked. I hope that when they have the conversation about this date, that Katerina asked him, what made it a great date for you? Yeah. Because I don't understand what, what he would have enjoyed about that, apart from the fact that he had a beautiful girl beside him. That's all it was, though. Because what he said, we connect on many levels. What levels, Harold? That that part. That part. Uh, I think that would be a good exploratory question for him to start thinking about what his values are. What do you bring to the table, Harold? You want this beautiful blue-eyed, blonde-haired Barbie, but what do you bring to the table? Let's let let's have realistic expectations so that you have love and not. You're not in a situation where, like you said, what is it called? The red pill? Is that what you said? Yeah. It was called? Where someone is actually literally using you for the money that you've saved in your 401k that you have. Yeah. Because you're barely you're barely an adult right now. Yes, you're 41 years old, but you've been living on your own for only five months. And it's clear that you can't read the room. So I want to protect you in the sense that let's have some realistic expectations. You can watch all the shows and be influenced by what society says is beautiful right but beauty comes in all shapes and sizes and you know what you're going to need someone that really truly understands you has the patience to be able to communicate with you in a way that's effective and that you can understand and that all takes a specific type of person right and that may not be packaged the way you think that it's going to be packaged because society has told you that this is what you want. So Harold, I'm going to need you to do a little bit more self-reflection. Yeah. I'm going to need uh, Katerina to be a little bit more real with you. And then we'll circle back. Yes. Stanika. Yes, Stanika. Listen, listen, sis. I'm loving you. I'm loving you. It is clear that A, you've done the work. B, your communicator. C, you're open to adventure. D, for someone who's never traveled outside of Mississippi, M-I-S-S-I-S-S, I-P-P-I, <laughs> with the, what is it? Don't tell me. The crooked letter, crooked yes. letter. I can't remember the other part of it. Crooked letter, crooked letter. I don't know. It was like, Think what is it? That jumps out of the water. Oh, a whale? Shark? Um, humpback. Yes. <laughs> Humpback, humpback, yeah, that thing. <laughs> I was trying to tell my mom this, and she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, okay, let me just do it how she did it. <clears throat> eh? What, what is crooked letter, crooked letter? <laughs> eh? Anyways, if you're African, you know that your mom's like not impressed right now. She's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. That's not proper English. What is that? Anyways, I thought it was cute. <laughs> okay, so overall thoughts on Stanika's segment. Stanika is open, uh, verbal, honest. She's saying what she needs. She's she's saying to Noreen, Noreen's her name, like, I, I want you to come with me on this date. Like, saying what you need, uh, saying what you enjoy, what you want. Stanika, I am so excited for you. If you don't find a match here, it doesn't matter. You're finding yourself, girl. Ditto. 
Ditto to what you're saying. I am just so impressed with her. I feel like she just comes across as a breath of fresh air. She's open. She's honest. She's going through a journey. She realizes, like you said, her needs. She communicates her needs. She understands her limitations. And yet she is still open to explore and try new things, even if it freaks her out. And listen, this this girl is from what? Jacksonville, Jackson, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Never left Jackson, Mississippi. And she is trying all the things. Mm-hmm. on her first date i i love her i love her so stanika bravo for being open to love i am sure you're gonna find your your love so she's meeting her first date in morocco and when i say first date first date ever she's never been on a date um and she even says she doesn't know how to act on a date she doesn't understand the custom she doesn't know the language but She's here now and there's no turning back and she's open and willing to try. That is, if you haven't heard me ever say this before, you're hearing it for the first time now, that is the success to life. Be open and honest with who you are, where you are and and what it is you're trying to accomplish and you will not have any regrets. This is the right attitude, yes. Absolutely right attitude. So her date shows up with flowers. It's a little bit awkward. Did you notice that greeting? She didn't know how to greet him, which I I understand because she probably wouldn't have thought it was okay to hug him. Right. Which is why I was like, that's an X. Like, I don't know if you're judging someone, you know, three strikes, that's a strike on Nina's part because Nina didn't prepare her. Right. Because you're hearing all of these things. We just, you know, came off of 90 Day Fiance the other way, where we have a very conservative Muslim saying you can't X, Y, and Z. Even when we get to meet Mark, Mark the concierge says, you know, there's no hugging, there's no hand-holding, there's no all this stuff in public. Flashback over here, um, because, you know, Nina is going to be his matchmaker as well. And here's this guy, uh, Nerdine, who goes to greet her and wants to like do the double kiss and literally says, he says, give me a kiss. And she, Stanika turns to Nina to see like, what is the proper custom? What am I supposed to do in this situation? So the whole thing was awkward because Nina didn't step up and say, this is what you should do. Mm-hmm. Nina didn't step up and be like here and like start whatever the greeting should look like. She just like stood back. And mm-hmm. so, I was a little disappointed and I blame Nina because you're the matchmaker. Right. You didn't set any of this up for success. Not Stanika, not Nardine, none of it. And you're standing right there. Yep. One X for Nareen. Mm-hmm. No, not Nareen. Nareen's the date. Nina. Nina, yes. So... um. It was awkward. They got through that. And Stanika says to Maureen, you know, you look nice. You're well-dressed. I was also told, you know, you plan something, right? So she wants to get this date up and running. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes, I'm a tour guide. So now I'm going to take you on a tour. Um, she likes him immediately. She thinks he has swag about him, a nice smile, He's dressed well. He's got like a little suit jacket on, um, casual pants. 
and he's definitely a gentleman she she says um and he says you know he tells her she's welcome for the flowers because she was really impressed with the flowers that he brought and he's like yeah it's to show love and respect at the same time what did you think of that part of it april I like it, um, but he didn't think about the fact that she'd have to tote him around if Nina wasn't there. So should men not bring flowers on dates? Maybe just a little bit, a smaller bouquet. Um, because it's just it's awkward when you just have it around. Like somebody brought me a bouquet to a bookstore date before, and then it was weird. Like we're walking around looking at books and I got to have a plan for it. I'm going to let you have that one. <laughs> Send me all the flowers. If I have to strap them on my back, I'll strap them on my back. Send me all the flowers. Um. He goes, let me hold those for you while I walk you around. Something. They just got Nina following behind them, holding the flowers like she's a house girl. I mean... She's getting paid, right? <laughs> so, like, there are certain things that you just, just comes with the territory. I, I, I don't feel bad for anyone involved in this situation. <laughs> so, um, Nardine seems to like her mm-hmm. and says that, you know, he wants to know, know more about Stanika. Um, he thinks she's beautiful. He thinks that she has a great shape. But he also wants to make sure that her spirit is beautiful as well. Um, and then I thought of um, Azuelu because he literally said, I want to show her the best of the best. The best of the best. And you know that that is Azuelu's line. The best <laughs> of the best at the, at the food truck stands. Um... So the first spot they go to, it's like an outside market. And she's having a Berber tea for the first time. She's being told it's very healthy for, for your body. Uh, and she's like, oh, geez, I can't get it down. And she's smelling it, but she's still being open. She's like, this is awesome. Uh, you know, I can't drink it, but, you know, it smells nice. Then they um, open it up to saffron for her and they spray a little something on the saffron. So I did like that aspect of it where you're learning a little bit about the culture. Mm-hmm. I would have loved a more explanation because I don't, do you, what is Berber tea? Do you know? Um, I actually brought some back with me. It's mm-hmm. very strong menthol-y. The closest thing that I have to it is vapor rub, mm-hmm. um, but it's even stronger than that. And it's really, really, really good to help um, clean your body out, like detox. See, I would have loved to know that. Just saying. Um, and then something that I thought was interesting, because again, I'm going to refer back to 90 Day Fiance the other way, and Mahmoud and his brother Ahmed. What's this guy's name? Uh, Nordine says that Egyptians are known for being funny, uh, telling jokes, dancing, and their sense of humor. And if you remember from the Tello part three, that's kind of what Ahmed was trying to say when they were laughing, when Mahmoud got caught texting 
another woman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I didn't realize that Egyptians were known for and quote famous for being funny, telling jokes, dancing, and sense of humor. But we never saw Mahmoud do that any other time. So I still don't accept that. Well, what is your experience with Egyptian men? Because you were there. Um, so Morocco. Oh, you were in Morocco. Yeah. 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 Um, I would say really helpful. I didn't get much of the sense of humor that they're talking about. Uh, yes, I corrected myself. Cultural vibe. Yes, Egyptians and Moroccans are different. I got that. I corrected it. I apologize. Uh, but culture says Moroccans are hilarious. I mean, Azan was definitely hilarious from Azan and um, now I forgot her name. Uh, not Danielle, but um, anyway, he was hilarious. Amen. Okay, so I'm just trying to figure out, like, if that's the case, I'm going to need to see more of this humorous, telling jokes, dancing around. Like, show me that. Show me. If we're already in the country, we're already in the region, show me that so that I can actually agree with what you're saying to be true. And so then Stanika asks him, and I'll pop her up again. Stanika asks him, why are you single? And then he says that he wants to achieve a lot in his life and doesn't want um, anyone to stop him. He goes on to say that Moroccan girls are quite traditional. Uh, They just like to get together, make a family, have kids, and that's it. So I wasn't sure if he meant April that that's what he wants in addition to other things or he doesn't want that. What did you take from that? Um, I didn't like two things. Number one, I hate the question, why are you single? Oh, there's other ways to get to know people than asking that question. It makes it seem like there's a value judgment on like there's something wrong with being single. Why are you single? Um, and then the other thing is him categorizing all Moroccan women one way. Um, that wasn't really necessary. You don't ever have to put down your own culture or your own ethnic group just because you're dating someone or seeking someone from a different um, culture or ethnic group. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I thought he was saying was um, the women so far that he has encountered are focused on just being, not just being, but they're focused on being mothers and wives, whereas he was focusing, he prefers to have someone who is going to have a career and have interest outside of those roles of mother and wife. He might still want them, but he would like a partner that is going to have more to talk about with him and explore than just those things. Which is exactly what he said. He said he wants a partner that's not just one-sided, right? So he wants all those things is what I took from it. So he wants a family, he wants kids, he wants all of that, but he wants an equal partner that is not only at home, but it has outside interests um that he can explore with and expand with and thrive with um so nina says you know hey they're ignoring me she thinks it's great that means they're hitting it off so she removes herself from this date right because she was really chaperoning the whole date thus far uh 
And then I we learned something, which I was like so excited about, but I don't even really know what it, it means. So culture vibe, if you're still listening and watching, maybe you can explain it to me. But Nina like excuse herself and says, you know, you guys are doing well, you're hitting it off. I'm just gonna take a walk. And then um, what's his name again? Nordine oh, says, in my eyes. And he says, they say that in Arabic. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, I, I like the saying, but what does it mean in my eyes? So cultural vibe, you know, let me know. But I was yeah. like, I want to say it, but I want to know what I'm saying. <laughs> right? In my eyes. So there's obviously chemistry between the two of them. Stanika is loving the fact that uh, he's taking the lead. She's already talking about getting butterflies and all of that stuff. They go through the night market. So if we've noticed, it was an afternoon date. It's moved into the evening, mm -hmm. right? So it's a smooth transition. Definitely different than what we saw with Harold, right? Mm -hmm. So if you know we're having a good day, it's just going to go on. Um, and he wants her to try goat head. Have you ever had goat head before? Yes. Is it delicious? Delicious. Um, her first thing was the teeth were showing. <laughs> and so it kind of freaked her out, but she went with it. They sat down at the night market. Uh, the vendor chopped up some meat. Uh, we find out that it was sheep head that she tried with like maybe like some type of bread on the side. Yeah. And then they put like a little cumin and a little salt and then just eat it like that. The only thing that I wished when I tried it, there was no like vegetables or potatoes. It was just meat and bread. Mm. They told me that's just how you eat it. And you said it was delicious? It was delicious. There you go. I've never had it, so I'm just <laughs> going off of what I saw. Uh, he's nervous, and he is definitely interested in her, and he wants her to be interested in him. I love the fact that, you know, and, and this is an African culture too, you have two hands, you just kind of eat with your hands, and that's what they did. And she tries it. She says that it tastes good, like April said. Um, she equated it to tasting like pot roast. And then they have a conversation. Oh, do you, do you not think that? I, I wouldn't have said pot roast, but she's from Mississippi. So, I mean, different things could be happening over there. Right. And you got to also remember that you're well-traveled. This is her first time outside of Mississippi. Yeah. So she is relating it to something that she knows. Oh, I think April froze. She's going to hate that it froze in this this moment, you guys. Don't hold it against her. I'm oh, back. you're back. Yeah. Okay. Your screen froze. You're going to hate it when you watch the oh. recording. <laughs> <laughs> I already warned them. Was it like already, that? Yeah, I already warned them. I was like, she's going to hate it. But her screen is frozen. <laughs> What were you saying? Um, I just said she might not have any other point of reference for what to compare it to. Because I, the texture of roast beef to me is more stringy. And that was more um, more mushy. But I don't say mushy like in a bad way. Mm. It was softer. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Crystal. <laughs> Stevie says, is laughing. Crystal says, it was okay. Your mouth wasn't open. <laughs> <laughs> oh april oh good welcome grief. to the family 
so Stanika talks about how she doesn't want to build a man, which I think is interesting because she already asked him, you know, like, um, oh, she didn't ask him. I'm wrong. She says she doesn't want to build a man. So she asked him, what qualities are you looking for in a woman? Right. So instead of making it about her specifically, she wants mm-hmm. to know what he's looking for. He says he's looking for a decent, smart, successful woman, someone that loves him. His non-negotiables are cheating, right? Mm-hmm. So he just he wouldn't be able to get past that. And he asked her the same question. She says she's looking for someone who's genuine, who's themselves, loves a good time, wants more in life and not stationary and takes the lead. Sounds like they're a perfect match, right? I, I, I like them together. I feel like they were perfect matches. This is a good first date. Uh, I feel like he didn't push her beyond her boundaries. I feel like for her being literally her first date, she was doing an excellent job in communicating her needs and her wants and being open to new possibilities, to new experiences, all of that. So I thought they both did a very good job. Yeah. And so I was very disappointed, April. (laughs) Um, when he told her that he's leaving for, for a while for work, right? So we know he's a tour guide, so he's going to be touring all over Morocco and he has a bunch of VIPs, um, in the next little while. So he's going to be gone. He wants her to wait for him. I I like this. I like him going away because now she's going to be forced to go on some other dates and it's not going to be uh, oh my gosh, because it was the first person and because he was nice. That's, that's it. Like let's experiment and make sure that that was the right one. Okay, I, like I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I was like agreeing with her though. She's like, I'm only here for three weeks, so what I'm not about to do is wait on you. I'm gonna have to. Her words, explore other options, but like, let's exchange numbers. We can text on the way and see where we are when you get back. Cool, but that's not gonna stop the ball rolling. Exactly. Right. Which. Again, you can tell that she's done the work. For someone who's never dated before, she absolutely knows what she's doing. Absolutely, 100%. Um, So I was like 100% into it. Uh, Culture uh, Vibe agrees with you, saying that the sheep's head is more mushier, Mm -hmm. but it indeed tastes good. And Crystal says that, um, I don't know why his name won't stick in my head, that Nordine, oh, shit. Shoot, this is Chad, not Mark. Was more of a Carl's moon. So something happened that was really funny to me while he was doing the tour. One of the shopkeepers obviously wasn't told that they were like filming for a TV show or something. Uh Because you see, he's he's trying to sell Stanika the the tea. He's oh, like, I saw good, that part. good gift for your mother or father or sister. Right? Like, I'm like, they didn't explain to him what was happening at all. <laughs> I loved it. Keep it real. <laughs> Keep it real. Yeah. Um, so so to me, that also, yeah, to me, that also means like he must have been taking her to the places that he would take any of his uh, tours to. Um, so I liked it. I, I, I liked it. Agreed. 
Uh, we're moving on to Mark. Are we moving on? We didn't even hit your subject. What was my subject? We're, somebody tagged you in the comment where um, Nor, Nor, Nora, the matchmaker, was giving a little bit of information about Nordine and was like, oh, he studied American culture and he wants to move to America. And the comment was like, when you realize that your matchmaker just set you up to be scammed or whatever. Oh my God, I didn't see it. I didn't see it, but I will tell you this, that Nina, I mean, I already said it. I said it in the very first episode that those were red flags. Like you're setting someone up and you know, April, you and I don't agree, but we're going to agree to disagree very politely and like adults. (laughs) I have a question for everybody. What's your question? For you first. Um, No. (laughs) What? So what is the alternative? That's that's what I've been thinking about because I I spent some time seriously thinking about it. Is the alternative... Can you tell people who don't know what we're talking about immediately just the backstory of this? Right. So... Stanika is being paired with people, it seems, who specifically want to move to the United States. And your take on that is? My take on that is that's fine because unless she's planning on living in Morocco, then she needs to be matched with people who want to move to the U.S. Of course, the other side of that is um, how do you know that you're getting a partner who wants you as opposed to wants to move to the United right. States? Right. So let's just say the backstory because April's kind of making it like a little bit smoother that <laughs> for everyone that everyone's going to be like that makes sense. April says that if you're on dating apps, it's okay to like put whatever your locations are to wherever you want to live in life. So if you live in Timbuktu and you want to live in Los Angeles, go ahead and set your Los a- your your location to Los Angeles so you only meet people in Los Angeles. She feels like that's okay because you should be able to date people where you want to live. Yes. I personally... <laughs> I'm not a fan of that at all. I think that when someone says, hey, I'm in Los Angeles, and you put in, like, I don't even care, 24 hours and talking to them or texting them or fucking whatever it is that you do online. And then they're like, oh, by the way, I'm in Timbuktu. Well, why does your profile say Los Angeles? Oh, because I want to live yeah. in Los Angeles. Well, you don't lie about it. What you do is, like. That's just on- not lying. I'm just saying, April, that sounds ridiculous. Well, you you someone to a long-distance relationship who clearly didn't put their parameters to Timbuktu. I would put on mine. I've never done this, but if I did, I would put on mine. I live in blah blah blah, um, but I would like to relocate to blah blah blah, and that's why I have my thing there. But on on my like Tinder, I think it used to show when people were in travel mode. Doesn't it show you? I don't remember. I think it shows you when people are in travel mode, so you can see where they live, and you can see that. They're just, you know, in your area for a And I think it's okay. I think if I want to live in wherever I want to live. Crystal says yeah. it's okay as long as you say it's up front. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not in dating apps, so that's probably why I feel the way I feel. And Crystal is agreeing with you. But if I was on dating apps, don't come at me. If you see my profile somewhere and you're from wherever you're from and I'm living where I'm living and you're pretending to live where I live just because you want to live there, don't come for me. I'm not the one. <laughs> But I, I, I will tell you immediately, if not sooner, don't waste my effing time because no, I'm not the one. Thank you. My premise was that if you're able to evaluate someone 
based on their personality, based on their looks, based on, you know, any other attribute. I think that where they live is just one of those attributes. And if they can offer you residency in that particular awesome. country, it's one of, one of those residency. things. I'm just saying, when I, when, I, when I was actively on apps and I would look at pictures of guys, I would look at, are you, are you in your house? Are these pictures of your house? Do you own a house? Or are these are these jail backgrounds? I mean, it matters to me. <laughs> this is going to be a whole other conversation. We don't have time for it. I'm just okay, saying, okay, okay. dating, right, right. dating is not easy. I'm going to need you to be as honest as you can be up front. Gretchen says, Linda, cracks me up. <laughs> Gretchen, girl, listen, tomorrow's my birthday. I am single. I'm not on dating apps. And so all of this is just very fascinating to me. So girl, <laughs> listen, what I'm going to need you all to do is be honest. Let me know exactly where you're from. Let me know exactly what your dating status is because I'm sick of having to ask, oh, you're single, but does anyone else think that you're, they're in a relationship with you? Oh, you have five baby mamas. Oh, okay. Like I literally watched this other online show. There's an online show that started on on Instagram and she's like blown up and she does like this singles live like Friday and Saturdays and sometimes I tune in and I tuned in last Friday I think it was and y'all there was this dude who said that he was um what was he he said I'll I'm I'll be whatever you need me to be and then turned out to say that he was like a part-time firefighter and then maybe like a delivery driver or something else. And then y'all, when he was asked how many kids he had, he had six kids by six different baby mamas. Yikes. And then he was asked to name them, like how old they were, like not their names, but like sequentially how old they were. And he started at like, okay, I think I have to, I have to tell you exactly what he said because it was outrageous to he me. He couldn't do it. And he, he said this, he said, oh, I hope I can find it. He said. Now I'm over here trying to make sure I have a reasonable face if I get froze again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to make it up because I can't find it at the top of my head here. But he said he had like a 14-year-old and then he said like an 11-year-old. Then he said, no, 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 10 because he couldn't remember. And then like a 7-year-old, a 6-year-old, a 5-year-old. And anyways, he named, and a 7-month-old, he named 7 kids instead of 6 kids. And I was like, um, so... First of all, you said you're single, but you mm -hmm. just ha you have a seven, seven month, month old, old. Mm -hmm. and you don't know the ages of your children, and you're saying you have six baby mamas, but there are seven. Because I watched it on replay, he but he named seven kids. I was like, and then you say your job is whatever it is that you want me to be. See, all of y'all that are in long term relationships, married, all this stuff, you guys are very lucky because it is slim pickings out here in these single streets. Slim pickings. Slim pickings. <laughs> okay, we're moving on to Mark. What did you think of Mark's segment? Uh, I hate Mark. We can only go up from here. <laughs> yeah, you guys. So here's the thing. I. I love the show. I love like the innocence of the show. I love the new people. I love the travel. 
and I and April and I have been saying it for the last couple of weeks, and then they friggin' threw Mark in, and Mark automatically all my gag reflexes were like, ah! <laughs> I, you guys, I literally called April, and I was cussing up a storm. Like, oh my god, I cannot with this mf, and he is mf, and he is. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I went off, and then I was like, okay, I have to go and finish the episode. But, <laughs> I can't believe that they brought Mark 44 from Phoenix and Mark is like the stereotypical frat boy that everyone says stay the F away from because he has not grown up. He doesn't know what he wants. He's super surface. He thinks he's better than what he's representing. And guess what, you guys? He is in for a rude awakening. So we're going to meet, we meet Mark for the first time. And I'll give you the synopsis because that's what we've been doing. So far, Mark, 44, Mark's from Arizona, is determined to fall in love with a Moroccan woman and start his own family in the U.S. He has never been to Morocco, doesn't know much about the culture, but he has met Moroccan women in the past and adores their looks and personality. Uh, I literally had like my my chest sunk in when he was like i like their complexion i like their hair i like i was like oh 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 i'm taking deep breaths he literally said nothing about personality culture ethics nothing it was just all physical all physical so now we have two men on the show who don't appear to see women as full people. But I have more sympathy for Harold. You guys know that I tend to like go off on a tangent. So I'm really trying to be uh, better. You know, tomorrow I'm supposed to be older and wiser. <laughs> but since it's still today, I'm about to go off. Mark sucks. He should know better. I don't even put him in the same category as Harold because Harold's autistic. Mark is not. And Mark is also older than Harold and has more experience in travel in life. Mark just sucks. Mark is a typical frat boy who never grew up, who thinks he's all that. He's a bullshit. He knows about sports, live sports, die sports, which is fine. I love sports too. He's a baseball guy. He works as a sports ca uh, caster. I've been in broadcast journalism for a lot of years now, now, so I know a lot of these like bro types that come out of university like growing it up and it's all about sports and if they probably played sports in college but they didn't make it so they went through he the broadcasting mm -hmm. route and now they think they're like super bros because they get to talk about sports all day and they get paid for it woo, woo! like that whole thing mm -hmm. that's it so he talks about how he's been to 41 countries so you would think that he's worldly and knows a little something he knows nothing he's super shallow um, and talks about he's lonely and that all his friends um, all have families and kids now and he has nobody. He's running out of time. So it's time for him to fall in love and start his own family. That is literally what he's saying. April and I had a discussion about this and I said, it's clear to me that he's all about keeping up with the Joneses, right? So he's seeing all around him that his friends and family have put in the work they probably have a different type of lifestyle than him and have settled down. And he feels looking around like, oh, 
I'm the bro. I'm the one that's traveled. I'm the sportscaster. I should have all these things. I should have a beautiful, subservient woman by my side who's barefoot and pregnant and keeping the household cool. But guess what? She is like melanated a little bit. She's got the long hair and she is in her lingerie with an apron and some heels walking around the, like that. That's who Mark is. Okay. He's Mark. Mark is terrible. And we have, let's add on one more factoid that made me dislike him more than all of that already. He broke up with his last girlfriend because I, he got scared that she was using him for money. Yeah, Mark sucks. Mark sucks. That's it. Mark sucks. So <clears throat> he says, he says, you guys, that he's looking to connect with someone who has substance. But in the same breath that he says that, he says that he's dated a lot of people. His last relationship, he, like April said, got, quote, spooked. She was using him for his money. He's gone on a lot of first dates, which you guys translates into, he's Mr. Hookup King, right? Hit it and quit it, right? Especially because he travels for work. So, you know, I can tell you exactly what he does. He goes to a bar, a club, meets a chick, brings her back to the hotel, Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And then he's on the next flight out, and that's that's how he rolls. And yet he's wondering why he's single. So he then says, right, and I read you guys the synopsis. He then says that he loves Morocco. When you know, you guys, he just literally knows nothing about Morocco. Yeah, Didn't right. do any research. Never been there, but he loves Morocco. Why does he love Morocco, April? The aesthetic. He's attracted to Middle Eastern women. He loves, quote, their complexion, their long hair, their amazing bodies. So he wants a Moroccan romantic connection. When I say that I almost puked in my mouth, I definitely dry heave. Because as you can see, all of that is super surface stuff. It's all like sexualizing minorities which as a black woman i can tell you as a black woman we get that all the time we get sexualized all the time so now you're like "Ooh, i like i like your skin color i like your long hair <laughs> mark mark all i can say is that we see you a mile away because you're not brand new this is not brand new this type of individual pops up all the time. And as a, what did he say? As a person with, you know, darker complexion and long hair, we see you coming and we run the other way. April, do you want to add anything before I move on? No, no, no. I think we read him good. He can, you can go up from here and we'll see if he does it. I don't have high hopes. But like I said, I told Linda this earlier, we were talking. There's no way we were going to have a show that had all reasonable Americans on it. Come on, that wouldn't have been representative of my people. I died of laughter because that is <laughs> the case. I was like, all these Americans are doing so well. They're being so open and honest with their feelings. And they are like, like Stanika's being wonderful and traveling well for the first time. And Harold might have his problems, but guess what? He too is traveling and trying to learn from his shortcoming and then even natalia or natalie that we're going to talk about later 
Natalie, you know, she's trying to open up from her conservative ways, and then they smack us with Mark in the face. (laughs) Bro. Be hot. Be sexy. Be barefoot and pregnant. Oh, my God. I died. Caveman noises. It's hard. It's hard to run away from who we are. And so, like, Mark is just here to remind us, to bring us back down to Earth. Oh, Mark slapped me right in the face. I was like, first of all, it is too too early. That's part of the reason why I was late, y'all. 2.30 came to 3.30 because I kept rewinding because I could not believe the things that were coming out of Mark's mouth. I was just not ready for it because I've been telling you, this show is like so light and refreshing. and, And then I had to bring in journalist Linda where I can't just like take my nice little notes i was like oh no this dude is bullshit oh no this dude is misogynistic oh no this dude wants to put women in some type of crazy archaic like i went on i went on a whole tangent no thank you you know what we have to emotionally prepare ourselves though guys because there is a chance that even though he is clearly not a great person that he gets a good match and it works out Because here's the thing about being American. A lot of our bad actions are rewarded. Like the week before last, I was complaining that I live in a Panera desert. And they saw my complaint on Instagram and sent me a coupon for a buy pick two. And I went and I got my free pick two. That's what I tagged you on the other day, Linda. And I had to shake my head. Our complaints, our bad behavior gets rewarded and reinforced. Sometimes, so just emotionally prepare yourself for the fact that he might get partnered with a woman who accepts what he's saying in his ways and come out of this well. Just prepare yourself. Yeah, Mark sucks. (laughs) So he gets his, his ride chair, his taxi, you guys, and he tells the taxi driver that he's in Morocco to quote, go out with potential girls. And he heard through the grapevine that some women want as much as eight eight kids. And he's like, well, two is my goal. You know what? Go ahead and just get out. Just, just leave the country already. Just turn around, get your bags and leave Mark. Cause what you're bringing to the table so far in my opinion is nonsense and trash. So, um, Morocco women, according to Mark, are independent, wholesome, and family-oriented. So he wants to find the love of his life, be a dad, and have a family. That's that's what he's looking for. So basically, like I keep saying, he's looking for a dark-skinned beauty to be the surrogate of his children so that he can keep up with the Joneses. That's exactly what's happening here. Nina, uh, and I'll bring her up so you guys can remember because Nina is also Stanika's matchmaker. Um, Nina is his matchmaker. Nina says that Mark is tall and successful. Mark has told her that he wants to settle down and have a family. But Nina, this woman right here you see on your screen, says she's from New Jersey, if you guys don't remember. So she was born and raised in New Jersey, but her parents are first generation from Palestine. She knows a lot of men like Mark, she said. 
he's a frat boy in a 44 year old's body and my note is facts, facts. hashtag facts but i wonder okay. why so she's hoping that he goes past surface level gonna be deeper in order for him to actually find love because what we've seen so far is all the surface stuff like i told you he's looking for dark skin long hair amazing body he hasn't gone past that and nina already saw right through him she do you did. agree or disagree April? she sees it and she still accepted him as a client so i'm curious for her i can't to... hear you there's no sound uh -oh. What's that? you there i hear you now you hear me now I'm curious what made her decide to take him as a client when she sees all of this. I feel like, I feel like she took him on because she recognizes it because she's from New Jersey. So like she said, she's like, I'm from New Jersey. I've seen this frat boy before I can handle him. Okay. And we'll, we'll see. Cause I know she does, she doesn't want to mess up her own record um of success with her matches so i'm curious to see how she'll handle him maybe she will handle him as well as midwife Kay mentioned uh the friend from the yoga studio in egypt where nicole went so maybe she'll handle him like that <laughs> he gets to the hotel you guys and already he's like this is like no hotel that i've ever seen he's um, gonna irritate me when i tell you like that was see i'm just i feel like i'm getting like Hi. He's like so cringe. Um, he meets Fatima, who's the hotel concierge. Um, and she, first thing she asks him, you know, do you have any information on the culture? And what's his answer, April? No. No. He says he only knows what he learned today. Today, <laughs> while he's literally in Morocco. So she explains to him a couple of the rules of the country. A, it's a conservative country. B, no female friends with you in a room in a hotel. It's forbidden and illegal if you are not married and you could face jail time. He freaks out about that. He's like, what? Because I told you already, you guys, he's already that dude that is used to bringing women back to his hotel suite for you know a one night hookup. And so he was shocked. He was shocked. Like he had no words to say in that moment. Fatima goes on to say, um, no intimacy in public, meaning no kissing, no handholding, no hugging, none of that. Um, and his response to this, April, he's worried about connecting without the physical component. It's going to be hard to judge if he likes the person. And you know what my note is? Shaking my damn head. In, in one way, he is realizing something about himself, but he's not seeing the bigger picture of it. Because if that's the only way that you've connected to women before that, that's a sign that you have not considered women as full people. And yes, Joslo, you are correct. What's Joslo saying? He's the reason. <laughs> he's the reason why everyone puts the Canadian flag on their back hook when they travel. Listen, Joslo, you are preaching <laughs> to someone who does that. I am a real Canadian. April is a whole Canadian. April puts the Canadian flag on all her stuff when she travels. And that's why sometimes Canadians get a bad name. Because guess what? Y'all, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you ever find a 
quote-unquote Canadian running amok and acting <laughs> Show back that sticker on their backpack, on their suitcase, on their friggin' totes, and you'll see that they're actually American. Because when April <laughs> that she's that person, she's like, well, I'm Canadian when I travel. My response is, until you have to pull out your passport. <laughs> He's also, he's also the kind of person that when, when somebody like him tells me I've been to 41 countries, I don't even really consider that they've really visited the country. I think that they've been at their resort and that's probably the most that they saw of that country. I don't consider that, that they actually interacted with the culture, the people, the local foods. I don't. I, when somebody like that tells me that, I don't think it. That part. Ah. <sighs> Moving on to Natalie. So we met Natalie. We know that Juan, who's also Susan's matchmaker, is Natalie's matchmaker. She's 25. She's on her way to Columbia. She's really excited to find love. But, you know, her mom's in her head. She comes from a very strict Sri Lankan family, right? So her mom has been doing the matchmaking for her all this time. And so her mom's in the back of her mind. And anyone who's an immigrant, you know that your mom is in the back of your, your parents are in the back of your mind all the time talking like crazy. Like if I can be 100% honest with you guys. Oh, actually, I don't think I can say it. Oh, go ahead. Go for it. Take a deep breath. I don't know if I can actually say it. Um, no, I can't. My mom gave me some advice and her opinion about American men when I was first coming to America and I'll just say it was not very fair, favorable. Say it, say it. You can say it to me. You can I, say it to me. I'll say it to you off air. I cannot <laughs> put my mom out like that because she, my mom will come and kill me. I still believe that as a grown ass woman. It, she probably said something that's true though. Oh, you know. <laughs> um. So anyways, her mom's in the back of her head. So anyone who's an immigrant who has immigrant parents, you guys can totally relate to this. It was very relatable where you have like your conservative immigrant parent in the back of your mind all the time. But she's looking um, for love. And so she arrives in Colombia. And one of the things that I felt really bad for her was, and I'll I will tell you a story that my mom told me, which I think is funny and true. But she's at the airport and she's looking around looking, you know, habla espanol, habla espanol. She's looking for, or no, anglaise. Habla anglaise, habla anglaise. She's looking for someone that speaks English and no one speaks English uh, in the small little area that she she was in, right? Um, And she's like scared now, right? Because she too has not traveled a lot. She has been to Colombia before uh, on, a, on a student exchange. What do you guys call it? It's on a, um, what do you guys call study it? Abroad. A study abroad. And uh, yeah, and she has some high school Spanish, but it doesn't come back to her. So she's like freaking out. She wants to change money. She wants to like get some directions. It's not coming back to her. And what's interesting to me is I think I've told you guys this before. So I was telling my mom that I'm spending a lot more time learning Spanish, right? And for those of you guys that know me, know me, there's this weird thing, right? So I speak French and I feel like I speak Spanish, but April only speaks Spanish when I've had like a little bit of liquid courage. It's like a weird thing. It just comes out. And I, I've shared this story with some people 
that I was at the Spanish tapas place that I would go to all the time. And this is like with the ex and the owner was from Spain and I would only speak Spanish with him April. Right. But those were like after work hours. And then the job that I was doing, we were having a meeting and I was like, I remembered that I love this Spanish tapas place. So I recommended it. It was the middle of the day. We all went for a lunch meeting. The owner came out, he's speaking fluent Spanish to me. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and he thought that I was like being an asshole because I was with my coworkers and acting like I didn't speak Spanish, but like, anyways, it was the whole thing. So how does this relate to my mom? So I say to my mom, you know, I'm really working on my Spanish and I want to be more fluent. And she's like, you should have been spoken fluent Spanish where you are. <laughs> she's not wrong. I have a question. When you speak Spanish, are you in your head? Are you going French to Spanish or are you going French English to Spanish. to Spanish? Because you, you mix your French with your Spanish in the most I did, adorable way. I did it all the time. I do it all the time. Yeah. It's Anglais. See, all the time. What is that Spanglish? No, it's Franglish. It's like Frank Spanglish. Like a phone of Spanish. Yeah. It's, yeah. Anyways. So that is the story. So um, she meets up with Juan Pablo. And you know, Juan Pablo is the associate, not Juan. Is it Juan Carlos? Is that his name? I think Juan Carlos is the matchmaker. Yeah, but Juan Pablo is assistant. I have to tell you, Juan Pablo is a, a hottie. He's he's adorable. He's really cute. He's Juan. super cute. And why didn't Nina send her driver to pick up Mark, the driver who picked up Stanika? I don't know, because Mark because maybe she's like this frat boy. <laughs> is not very cultured and so if he if i send my associate who's you know a six foot two black man it might not go well or he didn't pay for the pickup package that part all the things because he's a frat boy yeah mark sucks <laughs> anyway. uh but juan pablo like what's his story because he's a hottie you guys i was yes. like there he is oh, again hello juan let me see if I can find Juan Pablo on Instagram. <laughs> on the old Insta. Uh, they have this like weird chit chat, right? The half Spanish English thing where she says that she's in Colombia because she wants to meet a nice lindo boy. Did she say boy or man? She man. said boy, didn't she? I thought so too. So she wants to meet a nice Linda boy. And I just was like, LOL, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my girl trying to speak Spanish. Oh. Um, so she meets up with Juan, her, Carlos, I believe it is, who is her matchmaker, uh, who's also Susan's matchmaker in Colombia. And she's feeling like there's a lot of pressure from her family and her family trying to set her up versus Juan setting her up. And he says to her that, you know what? She needs her own life. She needs to make her own decision. She needs to come out of her shell and figure out who she is as a person. And so his first thing that he takes her to is a salsa class, uh, which is her worst nightmare because part of being like prim and proper and a good Sri Lankan woman 
is that you're supposed to be charming and nice and not sexy. So she's not comfortable with her sexuality and being sexy. And she has a fear of being sexy. So she's trying to get out of her comfort zone. And so she's going to try to trust the process in, you know, learning salsa dancing and being like more sexual in the moment. What are your thoughts on that, April? Um, so this actually surprised me because in my mind, you know, I'm, I'm learning along with everyone else more about Sri Lanka here. It's not a place I've had much exposure to and I don't have any friends from the area. Um, but in my mind, I thought of um, these cultures in this part of the world as being very much dance centered. I, I, I don't know why. I just I thought that they probably had some cultural dance, cultural dress and that she wouldn't be so awkward about it. I feel like you're right in the sense that dance and like in India specific in Bollywood, dance is a huge part of, of the culture. It's part of their entertainment and media. But now that you say that, and I think about it, the dance is not sexual. It's more like a party right where salsa or even you and i were talking like caribbean is more like sexually engaging if that makes yeah, sense. but the, the the ability to move your hips and see that as a fun dance and not having it doesn't have to be a sexual movement i, I would have thought is a part of little girls learning how to belly dance in these cultures maybe that's a good question anyone who has insight please definitely let us know if you're watching uh, the replay. It's a good question. Uh, last and certainly not least, but definitely the most difficult in my opinion is Susan 52, who also has one uh, as her matchmaker is also in Colombia. She went on her first date and her first date was a disaster. Uh, I'll pop her up on the screen. <laughs> Midwife K says, I got the feeling one was open to risking it all with Natalie. <laughs> he did say he doesn't normally have clients that young. He's probably so excited like to have someone that young to find matches for. That right? part, and you know what? She's hot. So like let me take her salsa dancing. See what she's working with. Terrible, but true. Okay, so Susan, who we see here, who's 52 from New York, uh, she's meeting one with her dog. And you know what, April, what I totally forgot to say about Susan last week that I thought was just wild and um, someone reminded me and I was like, you know what, I wanted to talk about that. Because you know how we're already talking about how she brought her dog on her, you know, love journey. But do you remember last week when she asked Juan to bring a bottle of wine because there was no alcohol at her hotel? Do you remember that? Yes. And do you remember how they he poured her a cup and she stuck her finger in the cup and let her dog lick the alcohol? No, I missed that. Okay. Does anyone else remember that from last week? Because I wanted to bring it up oh last week. Oh, my God. It was a major deal that she was, like, drinking with her dog, literally. And I completely forgot about it and I wanted to say, and then she like stuck her finger in her wine, her dog licked her finger and it was like a whole thing. And I just think she's a whole thing. Crystal said, I missed that too. You guys need to go back and watch because it was a thing. 
It was uh, literally, it was crazy. Anyways, she meets with Juan and her dog and tells Juan that her date with Miguel was uh, sub-zero. Um, and she feels now a little bit less trusting of Juan. She feels like her and Juan got off on the wrong foot. She feels like Juan doesn't understand her needs and wants and goals. And says that Miguel was chauvinistic, arrogant. It was definitely not a match. Um, wasn't an active listener. Didn't want to hear anything she had to say. Um, and she can see why he's single. And I thought that that was an interesting statement for her to make because she is too also single. And so for single people to be like, hey, I know I see why you're single. It's like the pot calling the kettle black, but you're single too. So like, what are you even talking about right now? Yeah. Um, And it would be interesting to me if we get to see how she reacts to any negative feedback that any dates give her. um, To see if she's able to be reflective um, about anything. I do agree that their date was bad. I don't know that she needed to go so far as to say, I can see why he's single. Yeah. And I think that she's going to get that feedback next week um, about what she brought to the table. Um, So Juan says that he feels that Susan thinks she's more open than she is. And I'm tending to, to still agree with him. Like she thinks she's presenting a certain way but I don't think she's actually really presenting that way. And so he asked her like, what is it that you didn't like about him? Because you said you wanted, you know, the hair, the stability, the wealth, the travel. Did you talk about travel? And she's like, yeah, we talked about it, but he wouldn't let me get a word in edgewise, which is true. He talked about himself and what he did and, you know, his watch and how much it was worth and all the things. Um, and she, her concern was, you know, he wasn't interested in getting to know me. And she's like, you know, I'm a communicator. If anything, I'm an over-communicator. And I tried. She felt she tried. And it didn't work. And so now Juan is going to match her with a guy named Carlos. And Carlos, from what we hear, is attractive. He's handsome. He's not as wealthy as Miguel. Um But he says, you know, we tried your list and we're going to go in it and that didn't work. So we're going to go in the opposite direction. We're going to go with Carlos and we find out Carlos is a musician, which kind of raised a red flag for Susan. Did you notice that? Yeah. Um, she was like, well, what? And Juan has like a method that he's using and he's, he's doing this because he wants to continue to break whatever walls Susan has up. Do you agree or disagree with him? I disagree with Juan here. I don't feel like Juan was listening or either accepting when she said that Miguel was not listening to her. And so she, he could still try and find someone on her list. I don't think this is about her walls that she has up right now. He could still find someone who meets her list and have it be a person who's not going to interrupt her when she's talking and, and show more investment in who she is. So him just saying, okay, now I'm going off the list to go put you with my own person because you need to broaden your horizons. I didn't particularly care for that assessment of her. Mm. Crystal tends to agree with you. She said, I felt for Susan in the scene a bit. I feel like Juan needed to watch the footage to see what actually happened. And would he care? If he watched it, would he care? Or is he the kind of person, he, he's given me the vibe 
that he might have been the kind of person who who didn't see a problem with her being talked over at some point. Like, oh, maybe you could just go with the flow. Maybe you could just ask him more questions about what he was talking about and not see that it was a big problem that she was being interrupted. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope that he does get to see the footage or I hope at least he does um, seek feedback because that date was terrible on all levels. Um, yeah, I agree. Jacqueline says it was almost like he was saying she needs to take what she should get. Which is, which is a lot of people say that about single people, and I don't think it's true. If you're if you're single, it doesn't mean that you have to settle for anything. Um, especially if your life is is good as a single person, why invite chaos into your life or invite problems into your life? I'll say this: it's, it's better to be single. If listen, if you haven't settled by now and you're single, then there's no point in settling. Get what you want and and be with who you want, and make sure at the very end of the day they bring you joy if they don't mm -hmm. bring you joy then you know what if you're happy being single be single until you find the person that brings you that joy it's better to be in my opinion it's better to be single and happy than just be in a relationship to be in a relationship exactly because they're going to drag you through the mud you, if, you're, if you're already settling for somebody they're going to do something to make you angry and it's going to piss you off that you settled that's what happened to me when I did it a short thing. Never again. <laughs> Never you know, again. I love how April just throws in these little golden nuggets. <laughs> they're not golden. They're bombs, really. But they're mm. awesome. How you going to be 5'5 five, five and drag me through the mud? No, sir. No. Listen, someone said <laughs> somewhere, and I know this is not going to be politically correct, and I'm just quoting what I saw. So please don't come for me, but what you're not about to do, and this is a quote, is be a little leprechaun with a bad attitude and bring drama into my life. That's what you're not about to do. All right. That was a quote. So don't come for me. I'm just telling you what I saw and read. Okay. We're doing our list. Our okay. lover list. Last week, April didn't take it very seriously. <laughs> she gave me Jadena. I was like, what? It took me a minute to register. She finally gave me curious, so we'll go with that. My first word was humorous. And if you guys are with us, joining us for the first time, we are going to create our list throughout the season of what we're looking for for our match in our partners. Um, and at the end of the season, we're going to figure out how that all works out. So, April, yes. you're up. Okay, so my second word is reflective. Reflective. Mm -hmm. Do you want to elaborate on that? A oh, little? yes, I will elaborate. Thank you. So I would love for a partner to consider um, new information or consider a question before reacting to it, um, to be reflective in that way and not immediately defensive about certain conversations or topics that we might come upon. Okay. I like it. Um, my okay. next word is going to be thoughtful. I would like my next partner to be into the little things and um, 
the thoughtful, and I'll give you an example. What I'm used to is when I'm in a dating relationship and having conversations with that person, that that person actually is attentive and listening while we're communicating. And if I say somewhere in passing, um, and this is a true story, if I say somewhere in passing that I love Nina Simone, and months later we're out for tacos and record shopping because I love records. I have a record player and I'm in all the whole thing. And we're looking at records and we get records and then, you know, we leave and then he's dropping me off. And then he's like, oh, by the way, I got this for you. And it's like a Nina Simone record that he remembered that I love Nina Simone because I mentioned it three months ago in passing. Thoughtful. I, I like thoughtful. It's a small thing. So that's on my list. That makes sense. Great. So, Mark, Mark, do you see how our lists are not physical yet? Do you? Mark! Knock, knock, knock. Pay attention, Mark. We're giving you golden nuggets. <laughs> Why are you single, Mark? That's a question you would ask. It's a terrible question and ridiculous, but we're just showing you that you can do it a different way. Be better and do better. All right, y'all, tomorrow um, I may do a special show uh, on my birthday. I will let you all know. Uh, and uh, Maybe I'll have a couple of special guests, including April. We'll see what everyone's availability is. Until then, thank you guys so much for being here. Don't forget to like and subscribe over here at The Melanated Way. Then head on over to Holloway Legal. Why do I keep saying P it's PLLC, right? It is. Come on over, guys. I might do a short king story time. I don't know. We'll see. All right. <laughs> Come on over. Like and subscribe over there. And yes, maybe I'll have a birthday party, Vanessa. I'm thinking about it. If I can get my act together in time, I will do that. Uh, have a great rest of Tuesday. Have some tacos. Bye for now. Bye-bye.